All right. Tales from the Ditch. We're here. Uh, Seth and I are here, as always, of course. And we're here with the traveling taverners. Did I say that right? Taverners. Yep. Yep. Traveling taverners have a podcast with travel-related discussion. And uh, I think sometimes it's better stuff than you can find on Google. And then also, <laughs> they have a blog and an Instagram. They're straight-up influencers, right? Is that no. what it's called? No. Probably never. Influencers. <laughs> and uh, so, to set the scene, Seth and I have been uh, off for a while. We took a bit of a sabbatical because uh, life. I had an emotional breakdown, yeah. That's yeah, Seth it. had a breakdown, mm-hmm. landed him in jail. Sev- well, that's oh, still pending. Sad. Allegedly assaults. Depending on who's a rat, that's what's going to determine this. Exactly. We just had a lot of stuff go on, so we took... We don't care. We'll take weeks off. We do what we want. It's not like you're paying us. That's right. It's your podcast. You do what you want. exactly. If someone was paying us, I would promote things I'm even morally against. I just want... That's true. If you pay us, we will never take a week off. (laughs) I I will sell out (laughs) as quick as possible. So Seth and I are coming back together for the first time in a long time to record a podcast. And our first podcast back is the Traveling Taverners, which we're excited to have. Kenny... And Sadie Taverner is the Yo, traveling taverners. Know. And they brought us some absinthe. You want to actually explain it? Because you can better than me, Kenny. To explain absinthe? Yeah, and what, what you brought. Um, I like the name. Yeah, it's cool. It's green. It's pretty much terrible across the board most of the time when you find it. Uh, and that's kind of the point, And that's why I like it. It's an aggressive alcohol. That's not um, terrible. It's terribly aggressive, and it has... It's usually, like, 120 to 150 proof, so it uh, can get up there in percentages. Rich. And I like that. I don't know. I like espresso, and I like stouts and aggressive drinking materials. Mm-hmm. Um, we had it when we were in Prague in the Czech Republic, and they lit it on fire and poured it over sugar, and it was in this weird, dimly lit green place. Um, and, and that kind of sparked the interest. It. Or a spider. Scorpion. Scorpion. On purpose? <laughs> what was it? No, it was a beetle. A beetle. On accident or no, on, it was purpose? on purpose? Oh, really? For the flavor. No, I don't know if it's for the flavor. I think it's, again, oh, it more of this, like, weird thing that you shouldn't drink vibe. Um, but basically. the flavor's lacking so much with, uh. It's like a licorice flavor if people have ever had Jägermeister. Yeah. It's just a really, like, hyped up version of that. I tried yeah. it tonight. I've never had it before. I thought it was good. I also recommend scotch and mead because Vikings drank it, although it's not nearly strong enough for me. But the absinthe, I don't know. I've never had the absinthe I had, from what I know, I thought was good. I mean, I drank it. I don't know how my brain's going to be later, but it seemed good. Yeah. I That's, mean, uh, it What do you does, want from me, people? That's all I got. It I tastes like a Jaeger Meister. Like you evaporated half the bottle and then poured gunpowder in it. Tight. See, right. that's why I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm with it. Well, thank you guys for bringing that. What's it called? This one is Mephisto. M-E-P-H-I-S-T-O. Mephisto. Mephisto. <laughs> Lord of the Underworld. Yeah. Where's it from? That's why um, I like the name. Oh, is that a real thing? Mephisto is a character who is a Lord of the Underworld, sometimes referred to as a counterpart of Satan. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's bottled Good in from Vienna, Austria. Ah, uh, Austria. Kind of Sean, you been there? Oh, fine place. Gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> traveled traveled there. <laughs> so, all right. Well, it's good to have you guys. Thanks for bringing Mephisto. Oh, how much proof is that one? Uh, 130. 130. So it's 65 
Probably percent. shouldn't have had my son chug it. Yeah, he he thought it was candy. <laughs> he just wants my love, which is conditional, and I understand. So what's going on with the taverners? What's up? What is up? Yeah, what is up with us? Um, uh, I don't know. I Lately, uh, I've just been boring about my... I have a back problem, and that's just been the only thing that I've talked to people about sciatica? and that I talk about. I have multiple herniated discs, uh. and... Um, one's extruded, and that's basically influencing everything that I do. How old are you? 26. Do you yeah. remember when I was in a wheelchair because of my back? You had to push me in a wheelchair. We yeah, were you were around fun. 26, too. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so it's, like, not abnormal. No. I. That's why I injured my back. I blew it out and was sciatica was in my 20s. It's I wouldn't good. say not normal. I, mean, I would it, say... <laughs> Common. It was after that guy body slammed me on the pavement, and I was driving that crappy bus. I was living with Sean. He was a good in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> so it's your um, your posture at work because you're a tattoo artist, right, Kenny? Yeah, I am. Um, it is the neurosurgeon said that I have a degenerative disc disease that has basically just slowly reduced it. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. I didn't have an aggressive injury or anything like that. It just kind of happened, um, over time. My posture is terrible. I have like a forward leaning head and it's, I don't know. And I sit all forward and hunched over all day long. So standing has kind of become rare. Um, I noticed it more. We just kind of stopped going to the gym for the most part altogether. So, um, waste of time. Yeah. I'm just like a brittle little child right now and it's showing. Did, I love that that's the most exciting thing going on in your life right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not, yeah, there's nothing good about it. Um, it's, it's not, I don't know. Kind of, I didn't no, really kind ask of him. is. I kind of is. No Apparently idea. his mom had a really bad back wow. too. Yeah, she had terrible knees and back stuff. Mm. I don't know. My I, mom was Irish. I inherited that, so that's. That's going to be terrible later Oh, on. no, it's getting me already. <laughs> yeah. Shows up around 10. Uh, earlier if I've had the right company. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt. So how many discs is that? Two or three that I messed up, or two? Just one is like a standard bulging disc. The other one is what he's the neurosurgeon said is going to become an arthritic joint. So it just kind of gets locked up. Um, the inside jelly stuff is on its way out, and hopefully my body processes it. He's not going to do surgery on it. The youngest guy he did a back surgery on was 30. So if I clock in at 26, I don't think he wants that on the resume. Um, so he's yeah. like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Uh, hopefully your body helps itself have fun living with the pain of it. And yeah, it's just going to kind of, it's going to kind of become one fused, like two vertebrae kind of fused by that disc. This podcast is now about backs. This is like <laughs> this is the back so podcast. boring. I want I want you to call in with your back problems, and I will give you solutions. If it's sciatica, I actually know some physical therapy. Um, Sean went to college for many years. Yeah, I, I yeah. actually went to college for eight? eight years. I went to college for eight years, and I do not have a degree. <laughs> well, that's um, fine. Yeah, backs are good. I got in a car accident. About a month ago, and so I've been going to physical therapy, and uh, it's been really good sitting in the pool with all the old people. It's like me and the old people, and uh, they they don't really like me much because I have tattoos and I'm loud. But uh, when we're in the pool, it's like the universal equalizer. Hmm. We're all together in the pool. No, I got Uh rear-ended. I was was sitting at a stoplight and didn't know that this guy... Was coming and he was just hit me you. at uh, 35 miles an hour, and there was a five car pileup. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he just so we hit him from hit. behind, and Sean didn't <laughs> see it coming. And 
he really hit him hard. And, oh, he and was I was, coming. I was shocked. He just actually, for real though, for a moment, I thought I died because, oh. like, my neck snapped back, and then I hit the steering wheel, and I chipped my tooth on the on my other Sorry. teeth, and uh, and then I just felt this hot liquid spraying on my neck because it was his transmission fluid. What? But I thought for a minute, oh. me. <laughs> For real, I thought that's I was an edit hell. right there. Is an edit. Yeah. That's not an edit. You, you you started it. You brought it up. I was. I said he he came in from behind. Look, he hits you from behind. You didn't see it coming. Okay. And by the way, you don't get to die before me. You don't get to escape this misery before me. It would have been. That's not been the up to deal. Me. I'm your not car totaled? To to work. My car was technically totaled according to the insurance company, Tec- but drove away fine. Had he had no barely problems. any damage. The other guy was spent. Yeah, the other, guy, into him. <laughs> the other guy's <laughs> truck was completely totaled. My truck really didn't. It just broke a bunch of lights, but that's about it. Dang. So I'm really happy with my old, eight, you know, 35-year-old steel truck. But the problem is the fact that it's old, it didn't have a lot of value, so the insurance company totaled it. Uh-huh. And then this isn't an interesting story for the podcast, mm-hmm. but basically I argued with the insurance company because the thing about insurance companies is that they're liars. And what they do <laughs> is they lie. They say, oh, yeah, we're going to total this car, so we're going to give you a check for 600 bucks and go go DMV, blah, 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 or we're going to take your car. And I was just like, um, what if you didn't do that? And they were like, no, you know, we got a Nevada state law. Don't, don't, don't look at me. Don't look at me, sir. This is Nevada state law. I can't help it. I thought this is America. I, go, I thought this is America. And I go, no, dude. Uh, your guy hit me. It wasn't my fault. I didn't do anything. Your guy hit me, so you're going to make it right. And they go, sir, there's only so much I can do, blah, 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 blah. I go, call me again, and we'll try again tomorrow. And I just kept having to argue with the guy, argue yeah. with the guy, argue it with the really guy, argue though, with the guy. And then I got a check. Everyone knows it's a long, hard process. <laughs> do you remember when I got hit? I got a free rental car mm-hmm. for like a month that was nicer than my car. And they're like, your car's ready. But your rental You're car like, is still, mind. yeah. They're like, you still have it for five more days. I'm all, yeah, I can't pick it up for five more days. <laughs> exactly. But did you? So you railed against the process. It was long and hard. Like it had, was a tough process. It came out of nowhere. Like I'm right. Wasn't turf. expecting it. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> I was was sitting minding my business. Yeah. So that was it. Anyways, my, the point, the whole point of this is that honestly aquarobics or whatever you call it <laughs> is so good for your back if it andrew back so yang much. was president you'd have a thousand dollars right now to spend that is true <laughs> that, that yang is very bucks. true them yang bucks i want to get that yang in office. i don't even we don't even see the world the same i just want his money yeah no i don't care what he does i just want to not work anymore i would take his money never mind anyway i was gonna say something bad what's Peace been going on with you, with you seth we've all shared um well, how honest do you want me to be, Sean, about things going Wait, on? Wait, can I share something after yes. you oh, yeah, that yeah. doesn't have to do with Kenny's back? I want Sadie <laughs> to share something first so that right. I can You're think up, about so. how emotional I want to be. I guess I'm saying that's like the, the least, like, it is important going on. It's That is going on in our life, but that has, like, also everything else is going on in our life besides his back. Oh. Do right? share. Okay. Uh, Please share. Well, I was going to say, um, we're leaving in like three and a half weeks for Egypt. That's what's going on Dang. in our life. Gorgeous. Yes. Egypt? Yes. I've heard the way that the, the, oh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. 
you're forcing it now. Just let it happen. <laughs> um, that's probably the most exciting thing going on in our life. But also, uh, I'm running the women's conference. That's go. going oh, on. Yeah. At um, our church, at, at Livingstone church. Sparks Church, yeah. you are running a conference that's for women only. Yep. You're not invited. <laughs> I'm not able to go. Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Can I go interrupt for, you? Yeah, go for it. I just came from a men's conference at the same church. Uh-huh. And this church in Sparks, Nevada, combined with Carson City, Nevada, and South Reno, Nevada. And uh, I spent a lot of time with our, our fan club. Seth? What? A lot of people. Especially from Carson, they would come up and they'd be like, Hey man, I listen to you all the time and I'm a big fan and Seth, he's not that great, but I really listen for you. <laughs> and I signed their Bibles and I had an entourage all weekend. It was great. Was so shout Carson? out Aaron and Jonathan and Matt. What spot do you sign? I, I did it over the last page of Revelation. <laughs> nice. Where it says anyone who adds to this book, that's where I sign. That's tight. I like that. Me, well, I have a question with that. So, Taverners, you've been all over. Why would you come on this podcast? Second question. Why do they listen to this podcast, those people you just mentioned? Because, really, I mean, I don't listen to this podcast. Do you listen to every episode? <laughs> Only editing it. You don't? So you I don't, a lot. You don't, <laughs> See? Why? This hasn't made sense to me for 60 episodes. Are we at 60? I've got zoned out the last 20. I actually don't know. We're at something like that. Nice. Because I think it's super interesting that, like, I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts literally all day, every day. Like, I don't listen to music really at all. I just listen to podcasts. And I listen to, like, a lot of true crime podcasts and... Mm. I don't know, like a lot of really just random stuff, but I just think it's really interesting to hear other people's perspectives on anything, like, is really cool, because I think it opens up, like, you don't really necessarily get to talk to people all the time about, like, deep issues, or even if it's not deep, like, just certain things that you can, I think it's cool to learn other people's perspectives on things, whether it's, like, you know, talking about church stuff, or talking about crime, or talking about, like, traveling, or whatever, Yeah, I think it's cool to... Like, yeah, get to know people kind of throughout what they believe in and what they think about the world and all that kind of stuff. That's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to start a podcast with Jess. <laughs> you do it. Wandering wild shoots. We're just going to do shrooms and get lost at Walmart. <laughs> That'll be That's us arguing That's so and cute. Lost. So, yeah, I would love That's it. That's our new hashtag. Every podcast is me. No, I said we don't need that toilet paper. It'll be like two hours of that, and then me crying at the end. That would be amazing. <laughs> I think we'll get ten subscribers. <laughs> I'm with you, though. I don't understand why people listen to our podcast at all. You do things with your life. We don't do anything here. You do things with your <laughs> no, life. It's the same thing, though. I don't feel like we're doing... I mean, we're doing something. We're going and traveling, but it doesn't. it doesn't feel like anything... I don't know. Maybe it's because it's normal for us, but it doesn't feel too important it feels like yeah we're doing something and it's a very selfish endeavor we're going to do something for ourselves and then we come back and sadie loves taking it she makes traveling way more fun for herself by writing blogs about it by trying to do a podcast about it and so on and so forth so whenever like if sean's like oh yeah you guys have a blog or you guys have an instagram or you guys have a podcast i'm yeah, like sorry i'm like i show up for 14 seconds of that and then one out. flesh, baby. You there get you to go. Be part. That is I'm true. I'm gonna milk yeah. that till the end. Yeah. <laughs> but I get it the same way. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. But you've gone places that not a lot of people have gone. True. Which is, uh, and people want to hear about that. Well, and it's fun too. Like a lot, we have a lot of people who have listened to our podcast who are like, I've never heard Kenny talk so much ever. Yeah. And you're like, 
Or for me, I, that's really cool because that's, like, the side of him that I always get to see. And so a lot of people, like, a lot of our close friends and stuff obviously get to see that. But for the most part, he's, like, pretty introverted, like, doesn't. Good for you. He's, like, you know, when we he gets behind a mic, it's really fun because it's just him and I, like, talking about random things. And so it's fun because he actually, like, he doesn't have to talk to an audience necessarily, you know. We always say he's talking to the silver microphone. And people are like, oh, my gosh, like, you actually have a personality. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the guy I get to see all the time. So it's fun because it's they want to hear his side of things. So in some senses, like, our podcast is definitely not just me. What, the blog what, is for sure me. What made you guys want to do this? Of like, hey, we're going to travel cool spots, do this. What made you guys want That was mainly, Sadie had always wanted to go to Europe, and I was always super frustrated at the idea of going to Europe and that whole... Yeah. Like, it seemed it seemed kind of like a cliche thing to do. We were in college at the time and had no money. Like, uh, no money at all. And she kept bringing it up, and I was like, all right, fine. You know what? If we're going to do it, let's do it tomorrow. Let's go to the airport. We're just going to go. We're going to go to Europe. We're going to full send on this spend all the money if it's that important let's do it i don't really care about much else otherwise like we might as well you know exhaust the resources and go do the thing that you want to do and that kind of led to it kind of led to us starting to think about traveling in general so then it was like you know what if we if i am already committed to doing that then why don't we save up money let's actually plan it let's actually go forward with it and we didn't we didn't do our first like big trip for a couple years and then after that, doing the first trip was eye-opening in the way of figuring out how the other people in the world live and just experiencing something else other than your little bubble that you get to be in. And for myself, has always been Sparks, Nevada. So jumping outside of that and seeing how other people do things and that the way that they live is just as viable as the way I live and yep. just as important to them um, just kind of inspired both of us to keep that going, to try to figure out elsewhere in the world where else can we go and yeah. And on Instagram, it's Traveling Taverners, right? Yeah. Okay, and if you guys saw on uh, Instagram, posted that, I tagged him, uh, I would subscribe. It's got to be, I honestly would say this, I don't like lots of podcasts because um, I think the human race is a plague, but... This but, one, five stars. Th- this one, Traveling Taverners, uh, I would say, check it out, subscribe to him. Um, see it on Instagram, listen to a podcast, good stuff. And here's the thing, it's beneficial to see the world where it's okay people mm. don't think like you. It's okay if people don't look like you. You're going to be surprised of, wow, there's still common denominators. And I I follow your guys' page. Just go on there, give them a click. And honestly, here's the thing. What are you really doing with your life? You're listening to Tales from the Ditch. It takes two minutes. You yeah, click follow. What I mean, are you really like, oh, no, this is going to take away from my stockbroker job? I would say... Listen, Dale, we know you don't work there. It's garbage. <laughs> Just follow him. I mean, seriously, you're already following probably five fake accounts of Joe Rogan or Jordan Pearson. Follow it. Hit click. If do you don't, it. you clearly Patronize do them. not like the gospel. No. Thank I would you. say one thing that I like really like about your podcast, and uh, this whole episode can be a plug for your podcast. If you want. I, don't know. I was like, geez, we're, really, have, we're really going for it. We also that. haven't podcasted like literally all summer, so we're going to have to really yeah, get on it's that. like us. <laughs> I had overtime at work. I have no questions. Their podcast is what our podcast no, but this is, is about now. This is an honest... And uh, back pain. This is what we're talking about from now right. on. This is an honest review and critique because the problem with most traveling, van life, Instagrammy, millennial, man bun type of stuff is 
you don't show or talk about a lot of the real stuff and you just kind of glamorize it. You know what I mean? And that's obviously what everybody's had a problem with social media about for a long time, blah, blah, blah. It's nothing new, but I think it's especially um, prevalent in that kind of realm where Mm -hmm. it's like kids that don't want to have a full-time job that are trying to monetize this like ability to take photos and be in weird places and basically be homeless. The thing about your guys's podcast that I really like is it's legit photo or your Instagram's legit photos taken like with your phone in a place. And the podcast talks about all the stuff that happens that's in between the cool sunset or the amazing dinner or whatever. Yeah. So you talk about a lot of stuff that goes wrong or a lot of stuff that was scary or that didn't work out. Oh, I saw that post where Sadie uh, murdered the dictator. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. That was great. Took him out. It made me, I went, same, same. (laughs) I would murder a dictator with my bear. I think you and I should podcast from Iran because they're about to be attacked by Shm America. America How do you say pig lamb? America. America. America A. Ixnay on the own. own, own how would you say drone strike in pig lamb? Own drone strike, strike A. Drop secret. and strike. It's the biggest drone strike in history. You'll never see. The biggest. The best. Took out the most. America so anyways, would do that. We I would say Traveling Taverners have a great podcast. Give it a listen. It's not just like, oh, yeah, we did this and we got into our VW bus that we had shipped across the Atlantic while we were in it and blah, 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 blah. It's like actually legit. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a person in the United States and you want to take a trip to Europe, you're going to have to do the exact same stuff yeah. and probably experience the exact same problems, but also the cool parts of it and stuff. So I think it's good. Good job. I was going to say just on top of that, um, I think it's super unrealistic. Like, I know a lot of people our age are like, we're just going to sell everything and move across to Europe. And, and like, I follow travel bloggers that are like that, where they've, like, been able to make that happen and stuff. But um, one of the things that we, I feel like, promote or want to promote maybe is that the fact of, like, real travel and real life like we've chosen to make our home in Sparks Nevada and that was something like on our first Europe trip the reason why um like cuz I think it's super easy to fall into that like oh I'm just going to move across the world and it's going to be like you know rainbows and butterflies and whatever and fixes we're all your this, problems like, yeah. yeah um and like I when we went on that first Europe trip for me I was like I came home and I was like, I hate Reno. I don't want to be here. I want to live that like fantasy life. And I feel like over the last few years, um, like God has really shown me a love for sparks. And so for me that like traveling the world was really cool. Cause I got to see that aspect of like other people's lives and all these like really great and amazing things that God has created. But also on top of that, like not to make it too churchy. Also, I don't know if that's like, I'm allowed to do that or say that or whatever. You can say whatever you want. Okay. But I mean, that's just no part spin of, that is part of like my story and stuff of like, I hated Reno. I hated being here. Yeah. Um, but over the course of the last few years, like I think for us, it's been really important to, we made our home here in Sparks on purpose because we do really feel like we're supposed to be here on mission. Um, and like planting roots in sparks, but we also think it's really important to go and see, like Kenny said, like the other way that people live or other people's lifestyles or perspectives or whatever, because I do believe that all of those people have been created in God's image. And it's cool for us to see, like we live in such an American bubble and we get to go and experience (laughs) like 
God in a different way. We get to experience, like, we get to live out our faith in a different way in different Mm. countries, you know? And so for us, like, that's one thing, like... I don't know if it fully comes out like that in our podcast all the time or even in our blog or whatever, our travels. But I think um, that's one thing that for me is really important about traveling and seeing the world is like that side of things of like it is attainable to just do it like we just bought a house this year. And so we think that it's really important to be invested somewhere and in, invested in our community, but also um, go out and, and see the world and see other people um, and get out of your kind of bubble. And so that was like also kind of what got us started in traveling a lot more was that um, a love of just seeing God work in God's creation in different areas of where we were. Mm. So wash you your know? face off. Um, go live your best Clean life Clean your now. butthole. <laughs> wash sure. your butt. I, and you know what? I, I agree. It's just best life now. And ha- I'm trying to think of every, well, you know, be missional. Hashtag blessed. Don't waste your life. So, I have a question. Hate charismatics. I What's MacArthur's hashtag? Hate charismatics. Oh, yeah. Strange fire. Put out the strange fire. Get a pew. Get rid of the chairs. <laughs> ditch the pew. I mean, ditch the chair. Get with the pew. Oh, no. Drums are dumb. How old is he now? I don't know. 80, 88. I emailed 89. him. No, I didn't. I, I, <laughs> he doesn't have a computer. He doesn't have a computer. So, he, he has a telegraph. You guys, so, it's interesting all right, so we're talking about God's creation is something you experience while traveling, but also cultures of other people. Mm-hmm. So what is, I feel like the average thing that like the American bloke likes is is like a tropical thing, right? When everybody's like, oh man, I just want to spend two weeks somewhere, it's always like Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it's always like yeah. some tropical thing mm-hmm. or like... If you're really rich, like Tahiti, Bora Bora area or something mm. like that. I haven't oh, been there Tahiti. yet, so. <laughs> but yeah, you guys went to the Czech Republic? Yeah. Yeah, that seems like uh, something a little different than the average uh, average American would we decide to We also went to, to Serbia. To. Yeah, again. Uh, those are the- <laughs> like, not the norm. Again, yeah. We did like our first, our first Europe trip was more of that cookie cutter Western European trip. And we did 10 countries when we did that one for six weeks. Um, so we kind of hopped around, tried to spend some time in places. Um, our idea was that we could do a little more time, kind of get integrated with cultural type of things. But in reality, four days doesn't really get you more involved in any way. So we kind of, we were kind of there and we saw all the cool stuff and it kind of lit the fire of, okay, now we want to see some more of the world. And it was really easy. We had the, this expectation, once you get outside of America, you're going to be in just this terrible place of everywhere else type of thing. And That's you're going to have to go somewhere. It's actually not true. Huh. And you can Strange. you can poop in toilets like an adult, and you know you can do the same thing that you typically would do here. Really? And so we from there, we, we kind of wanted to explore other options, um, see what else was out there. So... It's really easy to go to Europe. Like, it's actually not too expensive. And once you're there, you can really pop into cultures really quickly. So our second trip, we did 13 countries. And you can go from country to country and experience a whole different type of person, a whole different culture, a whole different way of thinking in a really quick matter of time. You can take a bus ride and be in – you can be from Serbia to Hungary to – Slovenia to Italy in a very like you could do that in just a couple days and see a bunch of different things so Mm -hmm. we decided to jump around from there and yeah I guess I don't know part of it was just we wanted to see what those other cultures had we went more of that eastern route to see those are a little more of the whites 
yeah, the weirder side of what that would be rather than the cookie cutter mm. side of what it would be. And from here, we're the last trip we did was Peru and Colombia. And so we're kind of getting a little further away from those first world things. And then, like Sadie mentioned, we're going to do Egypt, Jordan, and Israel and kind of, I don't know, see what else people have going on. It's weird. You just kind of look in for a second. If you go to the Netherlands, uh, I actually have three contacts where you can hit up my uncle and aunt there. I can't say they'll take you to super hmm, reputable places, <laughs> but Uncle Arwen, he's like 6'4 and super Dutch. But, oh, you know, Seth, okay, they'll, they'll take you places. Where does they live? So, let me think. So, my dad was born in Delft, that's South Holland, which, by the way, Holland is not the country, it's Netherlands. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's, not, it's not Holland. So, I think we have some in South Holland, but I want to say Arwen and Annelies live in North Holland by Rotterdam, and then we have some outside Amsterdam. Have you ever been? No, I plan to go once because I because uh. they have some of the top kickboxing gyms in the world, and my relatives mm. have twenty minutes from them. Huh. But when you have kids, it's a little different planning because I'm like, well, I don't care if my uncle's eating edibles around me, but just you know, they're they're a little different. <laughs> We're yeah, our relatives in the Netherlands are a little different, but they'll they'll hook you up. They'll walk you around places and just and he won't even ask how you know me. You could be like, oh, I know. He's like, oh, you committed crime, whatever. He just they're super easy going. We're the uptight relatives in America. That would have been nice to know. Funny. We have actually been to Amsterdam. Are you? Su- but I'm the only one who hasn't gone to Netherlands. I will say there. though, I actually. I don't know that I would go back to Amsterdam itself, but I would love, like, we stayed in Harlem, which is where, like, the Corey Ten Boom stuff happened, you know? Um, and so we saw, like, the hiding place and all that stuff, but yep. um, then we took a bus from um, Amsterdam to Berlin, I think, and that countryside, I would love to go back and do, like, literally anything outside of Amsterdam. Like, I don't think that yeah. Amsterdam, in my opinion, is worth visiting. Germany, but. you can't miss, nothing's ever gone wrong there. It's, um, my dad no. left... One of the best countries, though. Yeah, that border, my, my no dad, problems. My dad remember. left the Netherlands after 40s. Now, something happened. But, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I won't spoil the story, but don't the episode up. that you guys talk about when you're in... Uh, I believe Amsterdam, and you have a space cake. It's pretty. Oh gosh, yeah, pretty amazing. That's really hard episode for. for <laughs> are you asking for the story? That's my no. favorite. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm gonna tell our listeners Dutch to listen people, to that. No episode. joke. Okay, they're known for what they're known for Amsterdam, and in K1 rules kickboxing, the majority of champions are Dutch. That's the funny thing. So they're True. known for wooden shoes, drugs, and top kickboxers in the world. Mm, mm. So, mar- listen, kids, marijuana, you can still be champion. And loose morals. You need to go. I want to go. I miss him. Arwen was the first one when I was 14. I never I never forgot what he said. Grab me by his shoulder. I ain't seen him in years. We were at Wild Waters. He has Speedo. And he goes, <laughs> he goes Seth. And I was like, yeah, Uncle Arwen. He goes, so do you smoke? <laughs> and I'm like, well, and I, I lied. I was like, you know, John Mulaney, like a liar. I was like, no. He goes, okay. And I looked at his eyes. I was like, did you smoke on the way here? Because he was walking around wild waters. Like, I saw water. I think he saw a different universe. Because uh-huh. he was walking oh, around yeah. with this confidence. Like, he just won at the Golden Globes. He's walking around. He's like, oh, yeah. And then I said, we're leaving. He goes, cool. I'm like, I'm the kid. Why am I telling everyone when we're leaving? <laughs> Speedo. You can't unsee these things, but you know what? He had confidence. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. He's yep. like 6'5 and pale as the moon. <laughs> we get burnt, sunburnt when we look at the moon. Dutch people just, yeah. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. What's your guys' <laughs> take on Dutch. all the travel stuff? Have you ever wanted to travel? I have. You have? Uh, I don't know about Sean. 
Philippines first. <laughs> um, I've been to, so I've been to uh, China and Thailand, um, the Middle East, Canada, where Sean Gosbrand is, terrorists, Mexico. My brother uh, went to Japan, Thailand, Australia, and my dad met my mom when she was on mission trip. She was on mission trip in uh, France, but went to Germany just for a day and met my dad there when he was on military base. He ignored her, like, you know. <laughs> Like you do. So romantic. And they met again. Here's the funny thing. So he ignores her. She's like, all right, he's not into me. Later, she's at Chico, I think it was Chico or Fresno State. I can't remember because she decided not to go at one. She gets asked out on a date by this guy, shows up, and his roommate's there, not him. And he says, oh, he got hurt like he broke his leg or something. So, uh, sorry, he should have told you the day's canceled. His roommate is my dad. And he goes, wait, did I meet you in Germany? What? And she goes, Yeah. And they go on a date and then they get married. What? And then my wife's mom and dad got married on a military base in Germany. And she was from Korea. So in my family, my kids both have a grandparent who immigrated here and both have a grandparent that's German and Irish. So my mom's more German and Irish than my dad's 100% Dutch. And then my wife, her dad is German and Irish and her mom is 100% Korean. So they both have an immigrant on one side, That's and they so both cool. have a German and Irish person on one side, and they both met on military, well, got married at military bases or met on military bases in Germany. So my wife was born in Germany, then lived in Texas, moved in Nevada, and met me after praying for me many years. And she didn't know who I was. She was just praying for me in her prayer journal. Nice. So, but wow. that, you know. So military wow. involvement. <laughs> In other countries is valuable. It seems that's a theme with America. <laughs> military involvement in countries. We're that's like, how we'll just love the, starts, though. That's how love... I think we're it's like, the main matchmaker. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, we're just going to bring democracy. We don't need... No, we'll bring democracy. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> we'll like, just no, do it. We'll just... No, You'll thank us later. You'll thank us later. Um, ah, Germany. I... The Arkansas... No. <laughs> I would say I enjoy ex- traveling and experiencing different things. I just don't like a lot of the things that are usually liked. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of people are like, um, oh, check out, you know, oh, let's go hiking. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'd be down for hiking. Where, what are you hiking to? Mm-hmm. And they go, the top, dude. And I go, what do you mean? They go, the top of the mountain. We're hiking to the peak. It's beautiful up there. And I go, uh, I disagree. It's not beautiful up there. Usually the peak of a mountain sucks. If there's a pond up there or a stream, <laughs> Or a waterfall, I'll hike to it. But if it's just the top of a mountain, I'm not interested. And they go, but you can see the whole valley. I'm like, I can see the valley from down here. It's not that you, cool to me. You've been to what? You've been to Canada? I've been, been to Canada, to- Mexico. Costa Rica. You South back America, Pan- yeah, Central America, Europe a little bit. Have you been to Somalia? I've not been to Gorgeous. Somalia. The pirates there? <laughs> they are here. a different looking pirate. So, yeah, I just don't like that stuff. Um... I do, I do dig the beach and the tropical stuff, so I guess I'm pretty cliche well, so with that. So you are a cliche traveler. Then. A little bit, but like, there's a lot of stuff that I just don't get. People would pay for, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I see, like, oh, you know what? We just had the here. We had the hot air balloons. Yeah. In Sparks, every fall we have hot air balloons, and I saw somebody in some European country. With all these hot air balloons, or maybe it was a Middle Eastern country. It's all these in hot Turkey. air balloons. Those yeah. were Cappadocia. Yeah. Sure and I'm just like, strikes. what a damn waste of money and time! You go across <laughs> the globe for <laughs> hot air balloons. That's that's so stupid. Funny. Hot air balloons are the worst. Hot. Air- Here's the thing. <laughs> First of all, hot- that's my favorite event of the whole year. Are you sure? I am positive. That is a testament to human <laughs> failure. 
Hot air balloons are the worst, the absolute biggest failure in have, travel what whatsoever. What if you have steampunk pirates fighting? If you know airships, I'm cool with. Wait, why do Blimps, you hate I'm it? Cool with. What does a hot air balloon it, do? It's personal. Don't They're just like, go no, no, no. It's Same not personal. I'm just saying it's logical. They're like, oh, wow, this hot air balloon. They, in, in Sparks, they do the races, right? Are you allowed in Canada? And how the hot air balloon races work you is you take off from here and you go a couple miles that way and you drop a beanbag. And then you go back, and the closer you are to the target, and they're like, oh, my God, the winner this year got within a mile of the freaking target. <laughs> it's just stupid. And they're like, oh, you can't steer this. And they go, well, we'd use the wind currents. So if it's not going this way, we go up a little bit. And if it's still not going this way, we go up a little bit. I'm like, so you can't control the wind. Sean, question. You don't have a sail. You don't have a propeller. You don't have anything. It's just the stupidest thing. The the Remember, See, around the I world in 80 you. days, they make this big deal. They go, oh, wow, this guy revolutionizes race around the world with a hot air balloon. How's he going to get where he's question. going? How can you control it? You can't control the wind. It's stupid. It's the stupidest thing. Of, what if... They fought from the hot air balloons, like trying to shoot other balloons to take them out. That'd be cool, but how would they steer it? Oh, no, I just care about the death count. I'm saying airships are great. Have you ever taken Danger to go see it? Yeah. And does he like it? He was like, oh, wow, balloons. And I was like, yeah, exactly. And he goes, those are like balloons that are in Winco, right? And I go, yeah, pretty much. They're just smaller. And he goes, yeah, I'd rather go to a restaurant or something. Really? He's like, but they can tie them around my finger at round table. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. Go there. And that's the thing. They do the glow show, right? Uh-huh. They do this thing where they get up in the morning. Yes. Yeah. It's the best. And they, and they light up their hot air balloon torches and start blowing up these big things. And it looks like lights. Have you ever? <laughs> they're like, wow, it's lit. Have- and guess what? If there's... A one mile an hour wind, they cancel it. Question. This is true. Yeah, they cancel it. Have you ever fished off the coast and seen whales and sharks and dolphins? Oh, beautiful. Gorgeous. So beautiful. I have. And I saw the whales and I saw dolphins and I was like, I'm sorry I slapped a dolphin all those years ago. (laughs) Exactly. He sprayed me. That's beautiful. Hot air balloons are literally the worst. Or you could go to SeaWorld and see dolphins. That's where I slapped one. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not allowed to see. Or you could go to Smith's and eat dolphins. Exactly. Oh, their meat. Have you had their meat? Gorgeous. So, like, my favorite things. Here's the thing. I love to see a view of the river, right? Or the ocean or a lake. Mm-hmm. I like to eat, I like to dine waterfront, right? Mm-hmm. But only because I'm looking forward to getting in that water when I'm done. You know what I mean? I am not interested in just looking at what, I might as well go to a strip club, right? Because oh, I'm a looking at something that I can't actually have. What's <laughs> the point, right? What a waste of money. What country did you guys go to that legitimately you had a perception from being Americans and you went there and it was totally different than what you thought? What was one of the first ones where you went, this is different than how Americans perceive it? Oh, that's a great question. I almost, I almost want to say the more striking thing was places that we had perceptions of that nailed it. Like yeah. Italy was kind of like that. Yeah. Where it was like a lot of greasy dudes like hanging out of windows and like a <laughs> lot of little, what are those called? What are the shutters? Like shutters open and clothes yeah, hanging like from things like Keep that. Yeah, like it's down and down there. I was like, no. I'm trying to see. Yeah, I was like, this isn't real. There's no <laughs> way that there's this much pizza here and all that type of stuff. That was almost more shocking. I don't know which one was the opposite. Can you think of one? Um, Most you know, places live up to the hype. Like, a lot yeah. of stereotypes yeah. really are hmm. true. Actually, and this is going to be not too on on board, but Paris, I would say you hear a lot of trash about it. Like, that it's 
bad and that a lot of people don't like you and all that type of stuff. And if you try to speak French, they're not going to like you because you suck at it. Mm -hmm. So just like a bunch of different things that it's a big, dirty city. We loved Paris. Like we had a really good time. So, and everyone I talked to that's been there was really bummed about it. They had a bad time. In general, we stay super introverted. We stay in like the corner of restaurants. We're not the loud, crazy Americans. And I think therefore we get along really well everywhere. Cause so you're people not are, dicks. That's, we're not, that's I mean. we try not to be dicks. So we just kind of stay low key and just kind of absorb and absorb and Cause, witness. Cause the things. reason I asked, I want to hear your point on this mm-hmm. is when I went to Thailand, I was told, Oh, they're not first world country. I go there. And here's the thing. Chiang Mai. Yeah. There's more low key villages. If I went to Bangkok and I'm like, they're skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy said, <laughs> so I was on a mission trip. I wasn't a Christian. He said, if you ride on the outside of the taxi, I'll charge you half. So I did. So I'm on the freeway holding on to outside the taxi. We're going nice. through. I was like, I love this country. I saw a kickbox. Well, I saw Muay Thai there. And like mm-hmm. these 18 year olds are hitting each other. I'm all, this is a great country. <laughs> but the funny thing is we go, here's America and everything else is trash. I go, well, they're developing. Mm-hmm. And their concern more at the time, at the time was, well, when the king steps down, his son, we're not so big on him. He has these connections, blah, blah, blah. But it's funny. It's kind of, you get this perception of we're the best, we rule. And like, they're beautiful. Like, I love the Oregon coast. I love the Oregon coast. But I went to some spots. I'm like, this is gorgeous. This is beautiful. Like I saw, I was on a cliff in Thailand. I see the sun hit the Buddhist temples mm-hmm. made of gold. I was like, oh, he's poor buddhist but they have gold temples but i remember thinking like this place is amazing it made me think of god that was where i first went okay because i was a theist at that i believed in a god but i went well shoot maybe because uh you know that tribe that rambo defends in this movie yeah that's a real tribe the Korean tribe we were in their refugee camp on the border with them and they were talking about they said yeah we were christian they've slaughtered us they've killed family members and they're like but you know you need to love your enemies and i'm going what and then there was one eight-year-old i remember i said what do you want to be when you grow up he says, I want to get old enough so I can go back and kill the people who killed my mom and dad. I'm like, well, I wanted to play soccer, but that's <laughs> like, that's cool. And I had my crappy dove tattoo that got covered up. But like that was, it was just, I had this idea, third world country. Oh, I'm going to show them mercy. I show up. I'm like, they're advanced. Mm-hmm. I got Avril Lavigne CD for 50 cents. Think of that. Yeah. The, you get that here, Sean? No. The PlayStation. When I went to Panama and I went through Panama City. Gorgeous. That. I mean, it was urban, which is not really my thing, but they had bigger skyscrapers and a larger cityscape than like Manhattan or Chicago. Like, and we always like use that. Like that's in every movie. New York is in every movie. That's where everything happens. Mm -hmm. And it's like stupid because like all these places around the world are way better and more developed than it. You know what I mean? And have better plumbing and sewage than it. Not it's like in ridiculous. The spots I was at. Where do you want me to put the tobacco? Sorry, that's on. In yeah. Panama? In Bangkok? No, Dude, could you the hand New me York plumbing right is pretty sad. I'm just going to say. <laughs> that's another thing. I have no interest in New York. New York, as far as I'm concerned, could just burn. I don't care. Really? I don't like it. I don't like Manhattan. I don't like Brooklyn. Have you been there? I don't there? like Jay Z. Have you been there? Yeah, I've been through there, and I'm just like, wait, oh, wait, wait, it's wait, just a on. city. You rode a horse okay. through there? Or what? It smells. I've, terrible i was in china for a day but i didn't see a lot i was there for a day hung out you you did you walk around in new york i've been through manhattan you did not you didn't walk around did you what is okay what did i miss did you okay let me let me let me say that no i just want to know no 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 the bridge the bridge Looking at the Brooklyn Bridge, seeing that place where everybody records no, no, music no. videos. I'm not it's saying not you, that cool. I'm not saying you missed anything. I'm saying 
Did you spend a day walking around? I just want to know what we're talking about. Or did you? No, I didn't spend a day walking around. So you saw nothing, but you hate that area. I, I was willing to spend a day walking around, but it didn't interest me. I would honestly rather walk around. You like Caddyshack. Delaware. <laughs> you like Caddyshack. You think New York? <laughs> it insists. New York it insists upon insists, itself. Well, it's supposed to insist upon itself. It has something. To no, say like shot. that's anyway. Sorry, Sadie. What's the most interesting country? I know. I I was gonna try to defend New York against whatever. Oh, you, you can if you want. defend it. Boston, suck it. New York. <laughs> there are hardcore. Oh no, bands. I disagree with you. Oh, wholeheartedly about that. Yeah, there Boston are, at least has cobblestone Boston roads. Boston and is old where you got insulted. They called you a word that I'm not gonna say because I don't hate gays like you do. But I know, but I love the people. There. Boston hardcore bands have tons of albums named "Screw New York," "Burn New York." Yeah. <laughs> I think Boston's. I've danced. New York. To some I, of those I agree with you. Boston. Boston's like my favorite city in the entire world. Boston, oh really? Well, no, Boston and Florence. They're like uh, competing, you know. Because uh, if I was, Canada. if I had to move anywhere in the U.S., it would be Boston. If I chose like really? a city, um, wow, Boston over New York. Although I will say, New York has like an air and a magic about it that I like, like way better than San Fran or something like that. Um, but uh, I don't know. Back to your point of just like small town stuff, or like we're not really big city people. I would say like we don't yeah. love. That's not like totally our zone um but i do, i was just thinking about this when you guys were talking just about like um when we were in colombia which we haven't actually podcasted any of this stuff when we were in peru or colombia but when we were um kind of towards the tail end of our trip we were we flew into bogota and then we stayed in like a lot of little small towns in colombia and um although they weren't advanced or necessarily like quote unquote first world or whatever um, some of like the best people that we met and like the funnest experiences that we had were in little tiny towns that just had like their own thing going on, you know, and they had, I mean, they had like plumbing and they had like, I don't know, like first world stuff, I guess. But, um, one of my favorite experiences was when we were riding this like crazy, this like bus that mm. was, um, full of cocaine. No, it was mm. like a Potent- definitely potentially. We were riding basically likely. up through this like mountain top. Is basically what happened. We like kind of got on this thing and we were like drove around all these villages and we were going from one small town to the next small town and it was like 3 hours long and we literally were just on like a bumpy road throughout the mountains and we came across this um town that was just at the very top of this mountain and there was like a soccer game going on and i ran out because i like had to pee so bad and so i like tapped the bus driver and i was like please don't leave without me but like can you please stop here i have to use the bathroom yeah and so all the windows were rolled down in the bus and, and it was super hot and it was a super grungy bus, like very, like probably the craziest bus experience. One of the craziest ones we've had. I hop out and we're in literally in the middle of Columbia, like so far out. We have no idea where we're at. No, like we we're just like, this is so weird. There's like the soccer game going on. And there's this guy who comes out and he's like, Hey, are you guys going to stay and hang out with us? And I'm like, what? First of all, like, you know, such good English. Where the hell are we? Can I use your bathroom really fast is what I asked him. I was like, can I just like use? And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's some toilet paper. Like, go ahead. Nice. And so it was one of those times where I was like, oh, okay. Like, that was so dumb of me to think because we're in the middle of nowhere. Like, I'm like, because I was like trying to, I was like, okay, if I have to use the Spanish, like, all right, donde esta el baño? Like, you know, and he was just like, 
yeah, totally go use the bathroom. Like you could stay and hang <laughs> out if you want. And so I was just like, man, it was one of those times where I was just like, okay, like, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those, like, you can't be, I don't know, maybe as an American where you're like, nobody's going to speak English and nobody's no, going to, totally. or like you have to exactly cater to me because I'm American or whatever it was. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It was just, Colombia was like one of the coolest countries, I think, for that. Uh, not a lot of people did speak English, so that was also really cool because it was like, oh my gosh, you do actually understand and we're so ignorant and don't speak Spanish at all. Even just my basic level stuff, I was very, I, we couldn't get around well at all, but even still, people were so gracious to us and so nice and so cool that it was like, man, this is like, these are the experiences that really mold you and shape you, I think, and so it was cool, like, hmm. being up in that super random top of the mountain and just being like, Well, that's, oh. a, it's one of those shocking things. It's the same thing as you, Sean. If you, you haven't, you don't answer how you've been through New York, and I still don't know how you've been through New York, but you still have this perception of New York in a way that's kind of, it's got a negative thing to it. So either way, like the same thing where Sadie's, we're going in these middle villages that yeah, are yeah. like, they're, when she says small towns, they're not small towns. These have 20 people in them. I'm, I have no idea how they made a soccer match out of that game. Right. There's that right. many people in the village are all playing soccer together and having the greatest time of their life. But it shocks her that, you know, one guy in there speaks fluent English just as well as we do. Sure. Same thing anywhere you travel. And maybe that's what makes travel cool is that you do have these perceptions that something is like Seth was asking. You have it that what shocked you? Like what, what wasn't your expectation? What was your expectation? And any, anytime you do it, you kind of build your own experience. So if you, if you say that this is going to be terrible or that I'm not going to like this, you're going to build that kind of into how you do it. And maybe that's for life. But if you also say that I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to really like what we're doing here, you might do the same thing. And the cool part about visiting, trying to visit everywhere, I'm not stoked to go to Egypt really at all. Like I have hmm. not been excited about this. Hmm. And I, at the end of our Peru and Colombia trip, we were pretty third world at the end of Colombia. And I was like, dude, mm -hmm. I, I have zero interest in like going and staying in more cement buildings that, that I just feel sketched out all yeah, the time, yeah, yeah. that my head's always on a swivel or something like that. I'm like, I don't really want to do that again, but because I have that feeling it's going to probably be awesome. Like I might actually really enjoy sure. it because I have a different perspective on what this future thing is going to be. Hmm. Um, which I think it makes it cool. Like I'm really excited to go on the trips that we're going to go on because I don't want to go on them. Right. If right. that makes sense. <laughs> it's going to be weird, but I think that I'll learn. I know at the end of the day, you're going to learn a lot more being uncomfortable than what I would learn if I was comfy just going to San Francisco again or something. Yeah. Like yeah, that. yeah. 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 I'm oh, sorry, God. I was just going to say one thing about our travels is that most of the time things go very wrong for us. Mm -hmm. And we always like joke that we have a permanent rain cloud above us with bad luck or just with literal rain. And so <laughs> some of the time, like, I think that's what we've realized and just kind of going back to your point of the whole like Instagram influencer and stuff is like for us, um, that's one thing we always push is like things can go very wrong, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad experience. It's just like you got to roll with the punches because that's mm -hmm. real life. And so yeah. for us, we're just kind of yeah. like, yeah, this sucks. We're getting rained on and, you know, we're in the middle of a storm and we can't do X, Y, Z that we thought we were going to do. But some of those times have been like the most fruitful and like funnest moments that hmm. I look back on. And, and I'm like in the middle of, you know, a, a 
rainstorm in Austria is like the funnest and like totally. most we've ever laughed or something, you know? Oh, so awesome. I don't know. It's just kind of those things where you're like, that's to me very real. And yeah, that I wish everybody got to, it's not all like happy sunsets and stuff or the beach that you're just like chilling on. It's like, no, sometimes there's hurricanes and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to like not be on the beach. So yeah, or there's know. plastic all over the beach or, yeah, at the high yeah. tide line. Mm-hmm. That's a bummer. Have you been to Yucca Valley? No. Mm. What was that place we went to that we never speak up higher than Yucca Valley? What was that our place? The desert? No, with with Tom. Oh, Oh, yeah. So Jordan Valley and Yucca Valley. People, if you've ever had a chance to Google. Jordan Valley, Oregon? Or where is that? Jordan Valley, yeah, Idaho. Oh, Idaho. Okay. I was born in Blythe, California, which which, uh, the nickname is Blight. And next to it is Needles, which they call Needless. And that's where I was born. Yeah. Right next to Penitentiary. And so I can say, yeah. yeah. Good times. Beautiful. Jordan Valley's about the worst. Yucca Valley. <laughs> Yucca Valley we played. There were 15 Maybe Blythe, people. Needless. And then you have, what, like, Detroit is pretty bad. <laughs> Kuwait is pretty bad. If and you've been to Bosnia, Manhattan you've been to Detroit. <laughs> I mean, if you, you didn't. So I will say this. There was a layover, and we had to go from one of the airports to the other. One of the airports is JFK. What's the other one? LaGuardia. LaGuardia. And so we had just enough time to go through Manhattan, see Central Park, see the Plaza Hotel, see Rockefeller Center. And it was lame. It was so lame, and it was such a waste of my time. It was literally, I was like, we could be doing anything else right now. We could be where the ocean is. Oh, that's right. The ocean is disgusting there. That's brutal. It's actually like you don't even want to touch it. Like you'll get sick even looking at it. It's gross. The Hudson River is gross. Everything is just so nasty there. It smells. The whole city smells. The whole city smells like the Sparks Marina. Like you're always looking. You're always seeing like there's porn littered on the streets. There's hypodermic needles everywhere. Yeah, it's like a stinkier Vegas. Vegas. At least Vegas doesn't smell that bad because it's not that human. Anyway, so my experience of New York may be limited, but I think I got the whole idea and it wasn't that Have you ever done DMT? (laughs) I haven't. That is actually one thing I haven't done. But I want to say, like, to to what you're talking about, I've experienced situations, and most recently the one I can remember is Panama. When I went to Panama on a surf trip, Mm -hmm. and the, the thing that blew my mind about it was that there was absolute freedom. It was... I mean, it was scary because I was like, this could result in something bad. But totally. they were just like, we showed up at night. They had a boat. They took us in a in a boat through these um, uh, mangrove, like twists and turns in a boat through mangroves. And then around this big cape to this surf camp. And we like show up at night and like there's no electricity or anything. And it's just crazy. And they're like, yeah, just do whatever you want. You want to go sleep in that tree? You can do it. You can sleep in this place. Do whatever you want. We don't care. And then the next day, they're like, hey, we have these boats. One of these guys, just call one of these guys. They'll take you to wherever you want to go around here in a boat. Mm -hmm. And there's like islands over there. There's like beaches over here, all these places to surf. They're like, oh, yeah, you want to snorkel? Oh, you want to spearfish? They're like, you want to kill a dolphin? They're like, you can do anything you want, literally. And I was just like, this freedom is amazing. And I didn't use it for anything terrible. But you could. I'm sure you you could. could. Yeah. But I was like, hey, I want to go snorkel through this cave when the tide is coming in and it's super dangerous because it's spiky rocks. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. Just be careful. And I was able to do it by myself. You know what I mean? We were able to spearfish anything. 
we were like, what are we not allowed to kill? And they were like, what? <laughs> yeah, they were like, <laughs> whatever you want. Anything that you can get, you can get. Um, we were able to eat unlimited coconuts. Climb, we were mm. able to climb up the coconut tree, the palm tree, like those kids do that you see. We like tried that and got super hurt. Like all kinds of stuff. <laughs> it was dangerous, but there was total freedom. Nobody at any point said, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. If you go to Hawaii... And you go, hey, I want to swim past the buoys. They're like, nope, sorry, you're going to have to stay on this side and blah, 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 blah. If you go to like a Disney resort or something, they're not going to let you do whatever you can't you want. poop in the pool. You can't do anything. In so Panama, bad. literally, you could poop anywhere you wanted. Right yeah. on the beach. You could. I did. <laughs> and it was fantastic. And like, so I think that's something that I really like about uh-huh. travel, some yep, exotic yep. places. Whether it's Panama or Antarctica, <laughs> I just love that freedom. Of Is not it because you hate do. all systems and authority? Though? I hate authority, but here's the thing. I've never actually been able to do that. And you know this. We always tested the boundaries. We would be like, well, can I, can I do this? Oh, can I drive my car? This is BLM land, right? And they're like, yeah. And we go, so can I start a fire? And they go, well, no. But in Panama, I was, I'd be like, can I start a fire? And they're like, we don't care. Do whatever you want. I was like, can I burn that guy's house down? They're like, who are we to Probably. stop you? <laughs> and I, I love that. The Anyways. authority brings in the, uh, the oppressiveness, I guess, where mm-hmm. you have, like, in general, you have a lot of safety in the Americas with national parks and things like that. You go get yeah. to see these beautiful things in Yosemite, but every 15 feet, there's going to be a park ranger telling you, don't do that. Don't step exactly. this way. Don't do this. And then you go to Peru and you're in the sacred valley, not in necessarily Machu Picchu, but you're in these Inca ruins that are like the pretty much the top tier ruins that you can see in the world. Yeah. And nobody's around. And we were scared that we were going to be stuck in the middle of this seven mile hike or something with nobody around. And they were like, good luck. If you chose to do that, go do it, stupid, you know? And that's kind of cool because that freedom has that freedom to it. Totally. And then you can totally die, and they don't care who you are. I love it. I love it. that Amazon on fire recently, though? Yeah. yeah. So does that always work out? Because it seems like the Amazon was on fire recently. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So guess how that works. Americans? Money and Americans, yeah. So Was it Americans? I thought it was like the the government. There. Yeah. The yeah, the local government installed uh-huh. by the United States of America okay. during several fifties <laughs> and sixties insurrections. <laughs> but the the thing is, yeah, like when there's money involved, that's when I think it gets bad. Mm-hmm. And it, it would be the same. If I had a ton of money, if I had a ton of Balboas down in uh in Panama, I'd be like, Could I kill a man? You know what I mean? <laughs> Can I just like Watch the life Balboas? go out of a man's eyes. That's what they, that's their currency. Balboas? Balboas. It's about like Rocky Balboa. Exactly. So. It's actually like the conquistador on, that destroyed the culture. I'm trying to think how to phrase this. Cause, well, I'm not on staff. But that's a lot of Balboas. Me. On a scale of one to Ted Kennedy, how many people did you kill with a car? <laughs> that's the thing. This is, that's an edit right is there. Is what possibly. I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> if I had a car, I could have. <laughs> and that's not good because I would have had money. But when you're going there and trying to do it for as cheap as possible because you have a family that's pissed that you're gone, like you just experience the freedom without the corruption of money. And it's a beautiful mm. thing. Mm. And if you go to a lot of those places, the first mm. interesting thing I ever experienced of being like, oh, dang, that's wild. We were on a cruise ship and we get stopped off. And one of the weirdest places, like it wasn't the weirdest place or anything, but 
in Belize. We got dropped ah. off and we had to take a, we, t- we were going on this cave rafting deal, but the, the drive was like an hour and a half of a bus ride outside of their little city. So we get dropped off at the port and we're heading out of the little city and everyone is pumped. All the people that are around like have this weirdly positive thing going on, like when we're driving by and stuff, which I thought we'd be driving by. And there, it's like a tent house, you know, it's, hmm. it's a tarp with some sticks hmm. and really janky. Yeah. But all the people seem to be really pumped and really positive. And the, the like guides on the buses, they're missing all their teeth and stuff, but still super positive and things like that. And I was, I was very interested to see. Like how when they didn't have all the stuff that we say is stuff that makes us happy. Yeah. You know, they didn't have the cars and houses that we say we have to go and make us happy. They ditched all that and seemed to be some of like the happiest people I've ever seen. Totally. In most of those third world places. And then we get back on a boat that's all inclusive and you can yeah. eat as much as you want. And everyone is bummed out. Yeah. Like everyone is kind of like in zombie mode of that just fat, happy American, but not really, you know, kind of, it's still yeah. just kind of this. What you have to pay thing. for alcohol. That's ridiculous. $300 for all you can drink for nine days. No yeah. way. Come on. Yeah. These yeah. guys are like, you've had $300 before. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I could do with that? Totally. Not totally. drink for six days or whatever. Totally. Yeah. It's, yeah. it was just a weird perspective to have, like they have that freedom. They can do whatever they want. They are, they do have the happiness, but in contrary, they don't have what we think makes us happy. Like, they don't have totally. that stuff. Yeah. But, like, some things that I think literally were created by God to make us happy, like some foods mm-hmm. or some experiences, are, like, things that do make them happy. And, uh, like, what a joy to be able to be, be, I guess, sensitive enough or not desensitized to experience those things and enjoy them. Like... Just having a meal and being like super happy about that meal instead of forgetting that you're even eating. You know what I mean? Because totally. you're watching Netflix during it. This one time, so when I was in Guatemala one time, mm. you guys know what a torta is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a sandwich. Yeah. Right? It's like Delicious. a Mexican sandwich. They're great. They're so good, right? So good. So in Guatemala, everything's different. And I'm familiar with Mexican food, you know, or maybe El Salvadorian food. Mm-hmm. But in Guatemala, it's like a totally different thing. And so they bring this thing to me because I'm a missionary, right? So they're all serving me is ridiculous. <laughs> so they bring me this thing that looks like a torta. And I was like, I wonder what it's called here because everything's called something different. And so I, I was trying to ask the guy in my best Spanish possible. I was like, uh, uh, como se dice, you know, and pointing to this, yeah, yeah. this torta. And I was like, I just wanted to know what it's called. And he's just like looking at me like, what? And I'm like, what, what do you call this? And he looks at me and he goes, sandwich. <laughs> that's, a, that's what I was thinking. And I was, I was like, like, stupid yeah. gringo. I'm an that's idiot. Funny. Yeah. And that's all. like that, that's like that thing is they're like, they're like, yeah, we, we don't have a special cultural fancy name for it. It's just it's a sandwich. It's just a sandwich. But it's delicious. And it's like mm-hmm. way better he than a sandwich. muttered cracker under his breath while I walked <laughs> yeah, away. Like, tasty fist. <laughs> Fish belly, cracker honky. Yeah. And everywhere you travel, you're going to find restaurants with hamburgers, spaghetti, sandwiches. I have McDonald's in Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's all they've got. They're like, we know that the Americans love that hamburger. They love the spaghetti. And that's all we're going to serve. Pretty strange. They just called me cowboy wherever I went. Middle East, they're like, hey, cowboy. And I bought this white, it's like a dress, but white prayer shawl um, in uh, Dubai. 
and I will eat bacon and chips while I'm wearing it. My son sits on it because he says it's cozy and he'll lay on it. And it disturbs my wife a little because it looks like I'm in a cult. Um, Why were you in Dubai? Well, so, Mr. Well, Pastor Craig had got himself into a pickle. They had, they had me and two guys go kind of as like background security, technically, but we didn't tell everyone there. We said, oh, uh, this guy and Seth are going to help with childcare while you guys can have like a couple's retreat and have these breakout sessions and devotionals. In and that, Dubai? In Dubai. Because here's the thing. So the people who were coming, it was a meetup point. So we were in Dubai, but the people meeting us were from surrounding areas that were a little more hostile. Turkey mm, and. Gotcha. And one okay. of the areas the they came from, together. they had just lost a missionary. He'd been kidnapped and killed. Oh, I, th- I think that was how it went because one of their guys uh, had passed, well, died. So he'd been executed. So they came. So there was that little sense of danger. And the fact is this, people don't know us. Dubai has actually turned over terrorists to us because, yeah, it is like the Vegas of the Middle East. I'm more Islamic than they are. But because during the prayer call, they'd be like smoking and stuff, hanging out. But. There's a chance of, look, most likely nothing will happen, but we'll send this guy and Seth, and he he's not a believer anymore, so I'm not saying his name. But so to them, they went, oh, Seth and this guy are helping with childcare. We would. We'd watch their kids. But then they started noticing it was a coincidence that every time they went downtown or out or to a restaurant, me and this other guy were always with them on their right and left. Uh-huh. And they said, well, Seth is probably a guy who could do something if something terrible happens. And that was when Jess was pregnant. So she was like, yeah. if you die, I will be so pissed at you. <laughs> and I was like, I will not die. I'll try my best not to die. And there was only one time where a guy gave me a look where he was like, you're in the wrong alley, cowboy. I was like, here's I am. And I just kept walking. And I couldn't bring stuff over like weapons. So it was like, well, just take care of yourself. I'm like, I'm not bulletproof. I can't. A lot of sand. But nothing, nothing happening. I got a prayer shawl. We ate food. I was very culturally insensitive. And then um, it's like a mainly Muslim country, though. Um, it it is, but they're like they're very loose like because Jack Muslim because they're very successful economic. You know, in an economic sense, they're very successful. That's where a lot of the money from the surrounding yeah. countries is, and they have the tallest building in the world. So we're at right. the top of it, and as the wind blows, you can see the building shift a little bit. That's terrifying. So you're looking yeah. down, yeah. and I was like, "Well, no, I mean, I if I that. die, at least I'm not disappointing my son because he never met me." So. <laughs> That's one less person I have to disappoint. <laughs> and then I came home with uh, bootleg DVDs that didn't work on our DVD player because it was a different region. Yeah. Uh, I got up over there. I bought up. We'll fix that for you. And oh, we found we found ways. Okay. <laughs> it's all region three. I'm all sounds good. Though. Are you that region? I'm all sounds good. <laughs> got Legos. Yeah. I drove a Yaris on the freeway and caught people off. They're yelling at me. I'm, I don't know what you're saying. Stupid. <laughs> Speak freedom. <laughs> and then uh, I came home. And my wife had the baby. Yeah, so that's yeah. that's it. And the Middle East loved me. <laughs> Greatest trip ever. <laughs> uh, I think Harvey went golfing. I didn't see him a lot. <laughs> golfing, he but busy. he talked to that. He, he had stuff to do. I broke something at the person's house. We were saying that. Backed the car up into part of the garage because I was stressed <laughs> about being a dad. Oh, I'm, oh all, my I'm all. I'm going through things right now. I can't focus on driving. Like I was cutting people off. And, oh gosh. Oh, uh, so American. Jeez. Well, guys, <laughs> you're going to Egypt, Israel, uh, Egypt. and I was Jordan. Just, yeah, I was just about to say that. Actually, the one thing that's like I'm trying to research a lot right now is how to be culturally appropriate in Egypt. Well, basically in the Middle East. For a woman, um, a oh, lot of yeah. the because like Egypt is a ninety nine percent Muslim country, mm-hmm. 
Um, and it'll be very different than any other place we've ever been to as far as like the, you know, what you wear and what you can look like and all that kind of stuff. And a lot of the blogs are like, a lot of the blogs from women that I've read have said, um, you're just going to have to get used to the fact that like men are going to grope you and they're going to catcall you and like, doesn't matter if you're with a man or not. Like, yeah. Not going to happen. Did Yeah. Dude, I'm going to die. I'll die. I think I'm dying. I'm going to fight everybody. I think it'll just be like very, very different than anything we've ever experienced. So. They just said, like, hey, men be used can just to being... grope women. Yeah, in like, Egypt? legit. The... Dude, I'm going to kill so many people. Is that okay? Apparently, yes. it's. I don't okay, know if cool. that's just only in Cairo or what, but, like, I'm As not kidding. Like, peace be with you. <laughs> so many blogs that, that women have written that I've been reading about, like, what you wear and all this stuff is, like, doesn't really matter. Like, you you literally just have to get used to that, that, like, you're probably, you're going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to have all of these bad experiences. And, like, a lot of them are, like, don't wear tank tops. Don't, like, make sure you don't show your ankles. Make sure, like, you know. You're, you don't show, you can't show your shoulders, you can't show your chest, like, so it's just gonna be really different in the just sense, it's wear like, a steel super hot, yeah, so it's jacket. just so, totally different than anywhere. That actually sounds know. like New Hold York. Hold on, you can edit this, but alright, listen, Kenny, <laughs> that, listen. <laughs> Thank you. Alright, Sean, you wanna list all the current Egyptian UFC champs or current yeah, Because yeah. here's the thing, even those, even those pansies who do suicide kills, do you know some of them do drugs, methamphetamines before they do suicide bombings? Because they don't have the balls to even kill themselves not being on drugs. They cannot fight. Their fighting style is garbage. You wanna know why? Most of the fighting styles come from the West or some parts of e- like Asia, and that's infidel styles, infidel. They can't fight. You never see like, man, those martial arts, and you know what? The martial arts out of those countries, if they train, it's at other countries. They can't fight, punch them right yeah, in the teeth. Or the here's the thing. No, if you Somebody break their nose, to, they had to you that. break their nose, immediately the eyes swell up. It's full of water. You don't hit them in the junk once. You hit them multiple times. And it doesn't matter who they are. If you blast them in the windpipe and they're doing that gurgling sound and then you headbutt them or gouge them in a nerve, Hit them in a cluster right there. If you even bust down so their uh, their peck, if you make that collapse, they're not. No, just punch them in the face. You go down I mean, fine. When I think kill. of Egyptian men kill. too, I think of just a bunch of Danny Devitos. Like they don't seem <laughs> so Danny Devitos. I mean, we'll probably just maybe like, we'll have to have a follow up episode of what it actually. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I want to know. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious how this back. is going to go. Just in general, I think it'll be very back, different than anything we've ever done or the culture that we've ever experienced. I just know. If you get groped, if that's like a thing that they're saying, this is, it's not. I just, I would seriously carry copies of emails from certain people in America, certain Democrat leaders. Yeah. And just toss them out. Like, you read the emails, you have to die now. And like, just (laughs) toss it at them. You have to, they'll commit suicide right on the spot. Accidentally. Yeah, I would say, are you guys going to Egypt for the pyramids or other stuff? Like Um, a 15-day tour? Yeah, it's it's the first time we're doing a tour of all of the... You can't bring guns. You can't bring guns, which is garbage. It's just basically all all the Egyptian like history things. Yeah. Mm. And I know zero of them, so that's how I blanket that. I can think of two. If you... All right, right here 
above the knee. Because if you hit the right spot, it fills up with blood. There's a connecting cord. You hit that. Same thing with the, I don't care if you're Egyptian or from Arkansas. You hit the kneecap hard enough, it goes in and they will cry like a little girl. And you're, look, I'm just, can you, as your pastor, you just have to kill someone. Just, just be like, from where I'm from, when you grow up somebody's wife, you get to cut the hands off, and they'll understand. They get that there. That's right? true. I'm going to put they it right that. back on them. I'm going to figure out some of their stuff. Jordan is where that spot from uh, Indiana Jones 3 was, right? Petra. With that big uh, Petra. Yeah, and the, Petra. And the, are you going to go there? Yeah. That's the main Yeah, the main That's goal one of the main, yeah. <sighs> That's basically like the one thing that you do see in Jordan. Dude, yeah. you can you get see the spot where Sean Connery was standing. Tight. <laughs> we'll have to rewatch that. They one hit people go. with shoes. It's not even brass knuckles. I'm sorry. Although somebody, or hit not somebody, the they did have like a terrorist attack in Egypt recently. Probably with shoes on a tour bus. <laughs> really? A couple. Of I think it was not a non-Egyptian. That did Bunch it, of glass jawed. I have no idea, but it's terrifying. Yeah, well, no, you could die. No, no, I mean you could die. But the thing is, it's like I'll take it. I just want to say this: support. Uh, the Traveling Taverners <laughs> podcast and support our Patreon so that our patron when Kenny <laughs> ends up in an Egyptian prison, right. we got to get my have to barter with them. Now. Yeah, we got to get that started, <laughs> and we're not going to be able to pay them, but we have to pay a commando to break them out. Hell yeah, I we just, can find somebody dope. They can't fight. Why are we so? This is the thing. all right. Hold on, Seth, real quick. What? What? What could Seriously. be more important than fight? You have a family. You have two beautiful boys yeah. and a wife that you support and take care of. House payment, mortgage, and all of that. But if Kenny went to prison in Egypt and we came up with one million dollars, <laughs> would you go break him out? I do it for like. Four grand. <laughs> oh, you said it. All right. Are you serious? There we go. You're going to give me money? I I'll do, do it, and we'll do this like we've done everything. I'll be the administrative <laughs> radio guy, and I'll be in the helicopter on the radio, but you'll be on the boots on the ground. <laughs> they have nine millimeters that don't even work. I will break in and take him. I really yeah. appreciate that. Just bring a long magnum, like <laughs> no, the Joker this, gun magnum. Look, I taught my sons this at a young age. I said there sometimes there are things worse than breaking the law. Because people make it like the worst thing you do in the world is break the law, is not follow the rules. No. The worst thing you could do is, there's a long list. A, letting in, injustice happen while doing nothing, or mm-hmm. being a coward, or betrayal. Those are all things way worse. If my son was at Par Boulevard and he said, Dad, I saw this dude hit his wife so I lit his ass up and I knocked out his teeth, I will pay his bail and take him out to Red Robin. It's seriously obeying the law. I don't know why we think we go, well, it's the law. If it's the law, it's right. No, there are worse things than there was a time where we said, you know what? Blacks aren't human. That's obeying the law in the constitution. It called native American savages. Mm -hmm. So no, there are worse things than not obeying the law, way worse things. And that's injustice. So the fact Mm -hmm. if he socks a guy, I not only will promote it in a sermon, I am down to attack. I, what they got to do. If we really believe what we believe, I'm like, Oh, so I got a new heaven, new earth. Oh no. I can't go on my transportation job now. Right. <laughs> I know. What, what are you, you going to threaten me job. with? They're That's like, the best. they'll be like, you will be tortured with unspeakable. I'm all, I work in transportation yeah, every day. Jobs. You cannot threaten me. Yeah. My dad right now. All right. So, nothing. spoiler, my dad has cancer. 
And one of the things I thought was interesting was when I talked to him and I said, you know, you could go to these countries where like it's dangerous, where there's like radical Islam. And he says, what are they going to do to me? Mm-hmm. I'm dying of cancer. What are you going to do? I have cancer. What are they going to threaten me with? Exactly. And it's crazy that it took that for him to live, how the normal Christians already lived in the New Testament. They were already like, what are you going to threaten us yeah. with? True. So That's if we true, have yeah. to murder people for Kenny. Let's just preemptively, dude. I'm just gonna like, I'm gonna just start start punching people to see how this unfolds. Immediately, I'm just gonna wait for my rescue team. Practice it here. Go to the balloon races. I don't know something. Go to the Sparks Marina and just start punching people. Dude, I just you're gonna die sometime. I mean, why not die in a cool? I can either die in a retirement home or I can die with an AK in my hand in some deserted holy sanctuary in a foreign country that's true Mm, that's one of the one things that people always say like especially for this trip when we're like oh yeah we're going to egypt and jordan and israel and they're like aren't you scared i'm like well sometimes if i think about it too hard like a little bit yeah maybe like you know when you read news headlines it's like tour bus that was killed 50 tourists or whatever it's like you can't we've always been very firm believers of like you can't live your life off of the what ifs and you know we know that one day we're gonna die and we know where we're going and so sometimes it's like you really have to um i guess practice what you preach in that way where you're like obviously i don't want to die at 25 but if i do yeah like i'm i'm not really all that scared of it i want to have a kid maybe a couple like you know I'm ready. But, <laughs> but like, if you yeah. die, it's not the worst thing in the world. And, like, hopefully we do it. We go doing something that we love like that. So They have the same genetic makeup, Kenny, which means if I put a bullet in the head and the heart, they go down like anyone else. Now, if they're on PCP, I fought guys on PCP before. Different story. So if they're on PCP, man, you just have to lop off their head. Because, honestly, I had a guy, PCP, I was, no, it's true, I'm just saying. It's I'm just so, the, I'm, I don't know. Guy with PCP, I knocked out his two front teeth and he laughed at me. He spit the teeth back at me. He didn't care. Because he was like, what, what are you going to do? So if they're not on PCP, you go balls to the wall. You, Even when they're on PCP, <laughs> if you could get a headlock and you could cut off blood flow, they'll dude, still go down. Dude, they will bite you. I'm telling you, you got... Listen, there's no it's all about the, headlock. the only if you have to rules. Fight a bear, headlock. The only rules in fighting is what is physically possible. If all right, perfect example. If I'm on the street and some guy calls me something, I don't care, whatever. But if they threaten my two little boys and my wife, there is no such thing as cheap, dirty. The only restrictions I have is physics, and I mean it. If I can get close enough to rip out their windpipe with my teeth, they're dead. You will not touch my little boys or wife. I will slam your face through the earth. I seriously, I will. It does it's not. It's just matter. part. It's just part of their it's culture, man. It's just in the man. Bible. It's, it's just, just what the they Bible. do. It's just Egypt. They just grow people. Yeah, it's dude. okay. Just accept it. Oh, I'm going 100. percent I'm so stoked. Dude, I'm actually I getting. I'm wish. like more now. I'm excited to go on this Egypt. Oh, don't don't punch for here. See, everyone punches for here. Punch for a foot past their yeah, head, sure. where you fully head. extend. Where literally, think of it. You're slamming bone into bone. Think of when you turn. Go. I am slamming this expecting that you don't want a slap. You want a crunch. You want whatever you hit underneath there. It collapsed because that first hit, they're going to know they what you do. Also, Maybe you need elbows. to come be our, uh, our oh, child I'm care. so pumped. Oh, what about you should bring you your wife to Egypt. Yeah, oh. you should. No, I want to see him in action. I want to, we'll just bring the wives and we'll just see how this unfolds. Mm-hmm. My wife almost got in a fight at an MMA match because this uh, ring girl was flirting with me. Mm-hmm. 
And it, we had been in an argument on the way up there. Yeah. And they said no weapons, but they didn't check her bag. She had this taser, the one with the hooks. And she goes, if she looks at you one more time, I'm throwing her down the bleachers. And I was like, <laughs> how dare you turn me on at a time like this? <laughs> it was the sexiest thing. And I remember looking at security guards like, okay, she's 5'2", five, 5'3". Five, okay, if she tases her... Okay, all I have to, I don't have to win. I just have to distract them long mm-hmm. enough for her to like run out real quick. That's how she runs. She runs out real quick. And there's like four of them. I was like, and I didn't even tell her no. I said, well, you do what your conviction leads you to. And then Jake, our friend was fighting and the guy he was fighting, his family was next to us and started saying stuff towards Jake and she starts mouthing off. She goes, Oh, you done? Go, Jake. You done? Well, you got more to say. I was like, I'm going to have to punch this 80 year old man in the oh face. My gosh. I go, am I going to have to go to jail again? Sounds awesome. <laughs> I uh, I'm still married to her. It's she is she's just lovely. She's <laughs> firecracker. She oh she just you know in her own way she's just old school. <laughs> it's just her way. Oh gosh. Well, all right. I think that <laughs> our time is up. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming. Yeah, I can't wait to us. have you guys back once yeah. you get back from Egypt and we hear the adventures. Dude, once you rescue me, it's going to be yeah, wild. We're we'll gonna, see. You're going to have a wild we'll, story. We're going to live stream that. AKs, oh, sure. here's the thing about AKs. All right, last thing I'll say. <laughs> the reason people like them so much is because AK-47s, the rounds are not hard to find. They're not these super crazy special ones. You can drop them in the dirt. They still work. And even if it's semi-automatic, there's ways to mess with it to make it fully automatic. They're easy, and they have that wood stock at the back which is easy that when they're coming, you curve your elbow, you can hit them with the stock, collapse their nose, their eyes watered. They're, they're easy. You can attach a knife to it. AKs are so easy, cheap to make. Boom. Just sent. You could probably put one together after you've gone the country. Wink, wink. So we're leaving October 13th. We'll okay. meet you in yeah. Cairo. Mm. <laughs> I'm just... Cairo. Bring the AKs. I just... Look, here's the thing. I've never been the toughest or biggest or fastest guy. It was just ruthlessness. It was when we were in elementary school. There you go. Every guy was bigger than us, but I was the first kid in elementary that when someone messed with me, I shoved him on the ground and started kicking him on the ground. They go, you can't do that because everyone's doing these windmill Fair. swings. And me, I was like, no, you shove him on the ground, kick him, you head bum, you pull a shirt over it, bite him. You bite off their – if you bite off someone's <laughs> ear, do you know that's mayhem? That's a felony? Yeah. The awesomest criminal charge you can get, mayhem. Yeah. I've that's never terrifying. ripped off a dude's ear. That's three stars on GGA. Yeah. You know, I was going to recommend Carl Pilkington as a, as a travel <laughs> Carl advisor. Carl Pilkington? Just griping while he's in prison. Totally different he's in the direction. prison. He goes, of course we're here. He goes, the food's terrible. He goes, I'm tired. I'm hot. Ricky Gervais is calling me fat. Carl oh, P- I love, we love that show so much. Yes. Dude, that so good. Is so great. That's so good. He loves awesome. everything. Yeah. He hates ability. everything he does, and it's, he's doing everything people want to do, and he's <laughs> just so bummed. It's, it's so, so hot good. here. So this great wall is too big. It's not even that great. Why are we here? It's it's made out of stone. He, liked the, he got to do all this new technology, the yeah. jet, the water yeah. jetpack, and he hated it. He hated it. He hated everything. But then he saw the village with the little people. Oh, and yeah. he was like, "I'm finally, I yeah. finally found a place." <laughs> and the guy, the guy happy. goes, "This is bigotous. This is like he goes, this is exploiting him." He goes, "No, they love living in these little huts at castles." He goes, "They're dressed up." He goes, "No, it's really like this is what their life He's is the like." Best. He goes, "No, it's not." He's the best. Dwarves don't live in little villages. He goes, "No, it's beautiful, man." 
<laughs> it was <laughs> the guy from Willow. Yeah, yeah. Warwick. Warwick. Warwick Davis, I think. Warwick. Calling him up on the phone. Out of the way, so Peck. great. Yeah. yeah, so good. <laughs> All right, Seth, you, can you do the thing? Do you remember the thing? The thing, yeah. Okay, so. Wait, first. Actually, uh, sorry. Uh, so go visit the Traveling Taverners on Instagram, on Blog Place. TravelingTaverners.com. Dot com. And the podcast. <laughs> Definitely look up the episode about space cakes in mm. Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> they, you know what? No, it's no. funny. It's hilarious. Well, you know, it's not, I mean, they're not Jesus. They're just following him. I mean, I don't expect perfection from people. Yeah. I mean, you got to try it. in a different country. I. Went in Amsterdam. A, a day after I started dating Jessica, a day after I got in a fist fight with three guys. Do you remember? And I, I had to remember. text Harvey. Well, I called him and he picked up, which I was like, oh, because he hates the phone. And he's like, so what's going on? I'm like, I think I disqualify myself as a deacon and I'm really sick. <laughs> and he met me for lunch. He goes, no, you were justified. And they yeah, paid for my good. meal. I'm all, oh, okay. Great. And this was just after I told Jess. I said, no. Trust me, babe. I don't fight anymore. I don't do that stuff anymore. She's all, okay, I guess I'll date you. And yeah, I had a cracked rib and a minor concussion, but I won. Nice. Well, I had bear mace. It was kind of cheating. But they (laughs) pulled a knife. That's on them. Oh, yeah, the thing. Um... So to email uh, Joe Rogan, uh, what do you think he is, a Gmail? Yeah, he's got Gmail for sure. Gmail. He, just, he doesn't even have one set up. He's just like, Gmail. Uh, so TalesFromDitch at gmail.com. If you have any questions about the offensive things Sean has said, uh, any questions for Traveling Taverners, um, we have tens of fans. If you even want to be a guest on this podcast, you won't, but you could request it. You could email us. Um, we also have an Instagram page. We don't have Facebook because Sean hates it. Um, shout, oh, shout out to Aaron, Jonathan, and Matt from Carson what, Church. Was it Matt the lawyer? Matt with the beard. Matt with the beard. Oh, bigger guy? Yeah, tall guy. And Aaron. Yeah, okay, I do know. We played listen? spike ball. They listen to podcasts? That, they said they did. I was their I pastor for eight months, and they didn't mention that they listen to podcasts except for Aaron. Aaron was the only one who brought it up. He goes, oh, good episode. One of those guys came up to me and referenced that. I oh, was their pastor for eight months. They are all big fans. Huge <laughs> really? fans. Oh, Patreon. What's the Patreon? It's money. What, what, is it <laughs> a website or what is it? Or? Yeah, Patreon. Patreon.com <laughs> Patreon. Tales from the Ditch. You guys is, can is visit it? Tales from the Ditch Patreon. No, what's the URL? That's what it is. Patreon.com slash Tales from is? the Ditch. Okay. Is it? Yeah. We have, I told wh- you I listen to podcasts all day every day. That's what wow. it is. We had a guy IM me and he goes, here, I donated money. And Sean's like, cool, that's great. He donated I said, yeah, I already spent it on beer. And he's like, oh, you're bringing it. I go, no, I drank it. And he's like, it's been 20 minutes. I go, I know. And I literally took the donation. Nope, that's that's right. Patreon.com slash Tales from the Ditch, all one word. See? If you want to That's our life goal for our podcast, too, is just donate to our beer fund. I will say, we have some good... Some good prizes on there on our Patreon. Nice. Yeah, we have some cool stuff. I'm down stuff. 50 pounds. Um, but I will also sign room. your Bible if you want. <laughs> we can't do elephant in the room anymore. I'm down 50 pounds. Know, and I'm going to try fight now. and ripped. So it's I'll ridiculous. get to fight again. Except this time I'll do Lethway rules, which is headbutts. Now, that's, they die. Okay, yeah. I was um, say don't. But yeah, should I finish? Yeah, go Traveling Taverners, uh, zip it up. Sorry, what? <laughs> that was a... What? Zip yeah. it out. <laughs> zip it out. From Dave Chappelle. Oh, I love that. Oh, I hate those things oh, in my ears. <laughs>